Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey everyone, welcome into the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alvstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. Today we're talking about team needs out of the NFC North. Welcome in, Keith. Yeah, so the NFC North, this is a kind of an interesting uh, division in that you've got uh, the Detroit Lions that that pick second overall in the draft, and then they have a bunch of other picks, you know, in the top 40. And then you've yeah. got teams like Chicago that don't really have any picks, so... Uh, it's going to be an interesting, um, interesting, you know, difference between those two teams and the other ones in the division as well. Yeah, it is interesting. And, you know, when you take a look at, at Detroit's roster, it's really about talent acquisition for them at this point. They're mm-hmm. kind of devoid of that. They lack a franchise quarterback. Um, their wide receiver room is, you know, somewhat empty along with quite a few of the other position groups um, to be completely honest. And so it's just really kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what their largest need is. Um, You could certainly point to the quarterback spot, but then you don't really see them pressing to get a quarterback out of this uh, particular draft class. They sit at number two overall, but they have a lot of needs, including edge rusher uh, tackle that they could go for interior offensive lines, safety, um, there's just a number of options there in the top 10 that they could look towards. What do you think that their largest need is and how do they acquire it? Well, their largest need is quarterback because anyone who doesn't have a franchise quarterback, that's automatically your largest need. Um, but I don't know if they go about acquiring one this year. I think they wait a year. Um, their second biggest need really is probably cornerback um, where they just they need help in the secondary pretty badly. Um, and I, 
I don't know if their their draft pick, their top overall draft pick lines up with that. Well, I think they make their cornerbacks better by going defensive end, which I would say is their third um, biggest need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go about getting a cornerback, you know, um, later on. They, you know, the, their second overall or the, their second pick in the draft. Um, because there's a good group of cornerbacks that are going to be available in that range. And so if they can go get one of them, it can make mm-hmm. a big difference for helping their defense. Yeah. Well, with their defensive minded coach, it wouldn't surprise me if like, uh, you know, the, you know, the first pick is an edge player. Um, there's a couple up at the top there that make a lot of sense for them. And then uh, Trey Flowers left, um, was released. Mm-hmm. Um, they lack a lot of linebacker depth in this draft, their offensive line depth. It's just crazy how many different directions they could go. Um, they really don't really have anything at wide receiver. They signed DJ Shark in pre-agency, but after that, Josh Reynolds came back. The, the room is essentially empty. Um, mm-hmm. They've been looking at safeties. Uh, they're sending their position group coaches out to a lot of these pro days and, and really taking a look at the safety classes in particular. The um, Jaquan Brisker and Daxton Hill are on mm-hmm. their radar as guys that, that could come in and help their safety room out a little bit. They've got Tracy Walker, and then that's about it. Um, yeah, crazy. So where do you see them going it with the second overall pick? Because they're like- probably Aiden Hutchinson, I think, is going to be the best thing. They do need edge and defensive end help. I think he's a guy that comes in immediately, provides some of the best value out of the top end of the draft where, you know, people are talking about kind of a not miss process, uh, prospect. And when you take a look at his work ethic and the way he moves, um, he has just a little teeny bit of an injury thing, but there's really just a tremendous amount of upside. Campbell, uh, their head coach, is the kind of, uh, you know, Hutchinson's the kind of player that they covet for their locker room, just mm-hmm. a lunch pail type player. It just makes so much sense at the number two overall spot if they don't decide to trade back. I'm just not sure who would want to trade up into the number two spot to get whom. Um, I'm not sure if any team is going to be willing to give up the draft capital necessary to, to move up unless it's just one position or something. Now, yeah, because there's the, no, there's no, like, there's no quarterback to move up for. Well, now, after the Malik Willis pro day, rumor has it um, that the Detroit Lions are really interested in him. I just don't think that they need to get him at two. Yeah. Um, if they were to drop back a bit, I'm just not sure if there's another team, like I said, mm-hmm. that would be a trading partner that would want to go up for two for any reason. Um, take a look at the at the at the big boards out there. There's just not a lot of players that you would move up for. Um, yeah, unless a team unless a team really wanted to move up for Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson or, or, or Evan Neal or yeah. yeah, one of those guys. Um, but really, after that, you know, you've got Iquanu who's probably going to move inside at the NFL level, possibly. Um, Kyle Hamilton is there is the safety up there. I know Detroit really likes him as well. Um, well if, they're, if they're looking at safety, especially if they can move back from two to five or six and then get Hamilton, sense. that right. makes a lot of sense for them. Right. But there's no other players after what we just talked about that you would even consider moving up for. So I'm just not, I think they're going to be stuck with that picket too. And if they are, I think if Hutchinson's still on the board, he didn't go number one overall. Um, I think that's their pick. How about you? What do you th- what do you think? Well, I was just looking at all of this and and I'm uh, with you. I'm trying to see okay, who moves? Um and unless Carolina wants to move up um 
and and get Willis at quarterback, I have a hard time seeing them finding a trade partner. You know um, who I'm it, hearing a lot of buzz about lately is Trevon Walker as a mm-hmm. guy that can go top five now. And yeah. so I'm wondering if there are teams that are would position themselves to try to take advantage of, of his talent. Yeah, edge edge player out of Georgia for those of you listening. I, that um, yeah, if you're going to move up and take him, although I would still, I mean, you're looking at Hutchinson. Thibodeau and then Walker. Um, anyone who's taken um Walker over the top two guys, I would question. But I could potentially see a guy like Walker go ahead of uh Thibodeau and only really? because of, of uh character and work ethic concerns. Yeah, I don't know how real those are. I don't know either. And it's it's hard to know without access to that to that sort of information. So yeah. um so what do you what do you think that the the line do, do the lions improve themselves enough to climb up this division at all this it's year? Hard, it's hard to say that they do. This roster is just the cupboard's bare. I mean, it really is. Um, and they they've got a they've got a, a coach I think who's a good coach. Dan Campbell's um, excellent. He really is. I mean, he did a fantastic job last year. Um, people are going to say three wins. How is that fantastic? Because that's not a that's not a roster with talent. Um, but he kept the guys playing hard, even yeah, even at the end of the you know, they beat lose. Arizona late. They you yep. know yeah they were well, really and competitive. I, and I don't know if you saw, but when they come, you know, um, they had that you know last second throw and beat Arizona, um, and everyone celebrating. The guy who caught the pass and the guy who threw the pass both ran off the field to their quarterback and were like basically, or sorry, to their coach and were basically hugging their coach. Um, before they celebrated with teammates. And I thought that was really telling of where they're at um, and what kind of coach they've got. So I I like Dan Campbell. I, I just think that they're not ready to compete. Um, they're well, still they're, they're ready to reload, to though. I mean, they definitely yeah. have, a, have a nice draft um, ahead of them. And I'm a little surprised just... they didn't do more in free agency to try and reload, to be honest. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, it's interesting, Keith, but if you have a choice as a free agent, you going to go to Detroit right now? Yeah, that's true. I mean, but would you go to Jacksonville? But I guess Jacksonville, it's massively overpaid they did. for people in order to get them to go there. The, the nice thing about Detroit is they've got five picks in the top 100. They could probably even uh, trade back. They've got 32 and 34. They could trade one of those picks back and pick up an additional possibly one top 100 pick. So they could end up coming out of this draft with six top 100 picks, which is exactly what that team needs. Young, mm-hmm. hungry, fast talent, 
rallying around a coach that's easy to to root for. Um, it could take a couple, two, three years for that talent to kind of come through if they hit those picks um, and and get a franchise quarterback possibly next year. It looks like they're still going to be in a position to be one of the you know two or three worst teams in the NFL in 2022, though. Yeah, them, Jacksonville, Seattle, Carolina, they're, they're oh, right there. To hear Seattle's name in that group right now literally just sent shockwaves through my spine. <laughs> That's nuts. After, after being a, a premier team for the last 10 years um, with Russell Wilson at quarterback, now that Russell Wilson's gone, you're right. Anything can happen this year. The team could rally a little bit around Pete Carroll and their idea yeah. of, of a reset or they could just completely go off the rails or you, you just, at, you just don't know. Or you could look at their offensive roster and think that they've got a couple of wide receivers, but no one to get them the ball and the rest of the cupboard's pretty bare. Um, <laughs> they're not, they're not. Well, I'll, 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 I'll take up that argument for half a second here and just go. So I think they've, they're three wide receivers deep. I think they've got Rashad Penny coming back. If he, now there's a lot of ifs and if, in this, if. right. If uh, Penny stays healthy, has a great year. Uh, Carson's there. They're probably going to end up drafting a running back. Um, then their tight end room, I think, is is just as good, if not improved, with Noah Fant coming over in that Denver trade. And then you've got Disley back, who's their kind of inline blocker, but he's got a little bit of upside on catching the ball. Parkinson's kind of an unproven six seven tight end that's kind of a red zone guy uh, that I understand, um, according to John Schneider, their GM went on a radio show yesterday and said, yeah, he's going to have a real shot this year to kind of be a, 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 take the next step. And then, um, yeah, where was I? Um, you were, you were, you were trying, you were trying to convince me that they weren't. I'm trying, I'm trying. What I'm saying is they do have some <laughs> offensive talent. If they can find a quarterback that's halfway decent game manager to get the ball around a little bit, they may, no. they, I don't know that they're going to be bottom dwellers offensively. I think that they could be at like number 15 to 20 overall. And maybe I with the defense that's a little better than their offense, they might not be as sucky I mean, as some people think. You're gonna like, have you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time not just looking at the roster and going, okay, they've got some good players, but look at every other roster and say who isn't better. Oh, especially um, in the NFC West. I mean yeah. the NFC West diminished when Russell Wilson left the division, but that just means everyone else has a real shot now to kind of climb yeah. up and challenge so, the rams so yep all right so, let's get back this to this division yep so another team that um you know uh has some has some needs has some holes uh is the chicago bears and um you know they for the first time in forever believe they have uh their quarterback and that is that is a um that's a thing that they haven't had. When was the last time the Bears had a franchise quarterback? Like, yeah, I mean, Justin Fields is a guy, you know, last year I really, you know, it was kind of of good fortune for the Chicago Bears last year because they kind of went into that draft a little iffy. They didn't know if their strategy to kind of stay where they were at was going to work. I think San Francisco jumped up in front of them potentially for a quarterback um there was just a lot of movement there we didn't know who was going to fall justin fields you know fell to them in the draft and they 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 grabbed him and mm -hmm. um now they've got their quarterback we'll see how it works out long term we just haven't seen that last year there's a little bit of incompetence there at the at the uh, at 
in the coaching tree there in Chicago. And so they've moved on from that. Um, I think they've still got David Montgomery at, at running back. Who's a, who's a great guy. Darnell Mooney at wide receiver, um, Mm -hmm. along with Pringle that they brought in from Kansas city. Um, and they've got St. Brown as well, uh, coming over from green Bay. I still think that they need a wide receiver there. Um, agreed to, to go with, uh, fields, uh, Cole Kimmett, uh, tight end. Um, their offensive line is okay. Cody Whitehair at left guard. There's is really good. They brought in uh, Patrick at center. Um, what do you think, Keith? I mean, the, their defense is probably even worse off. I think, I think they've lost some interior defensive line that they need to work on their, um, cornerback. They allowed the worst passer rating in the NFL in 2021, uh, defensive tackle, safety, et cetera. I mean, so new coaching staff and all of that, new also front office. And so they are actually going through a full rebuild around their quarterback. And I think that that's, that's got to be how they address this offseason. And that is to rebuild around the quarterback. They need at least one offensive lineman. They've got to get... Um, you know, like a right tackle, someone that can can come in and start um, on day one. They need a wide receiver. Yeah, um, they lost Allen Robinson, who's yeah. their number one. So they don't really have a clear number one anymore. No, so they need they need a wide receiver and they need a um, like a right tackle. And then the other thing that would help for them is to get a second running back one. So not one they have to draft early in the draft, but you know, a fifth round or fourth round or something in that range to come in and and give them some. Uh, balance to their offense and the ability to to um, mix and match guys and you know take some pressure off um, fields and and run the ball. So uh, really, I mean, going into this going into the draft, I'd say for them the kind of the best I, um, idea would be to build around your quarterback, get him an opportunity to develop because you don't want to lose another year of his development. Mm-hmm. Um, having him getting smacked around by opposing defenses and having no one to throw to. Well, you mentioned it right off the top, Keith, when you talked about the Detroit uh, draft capital and the Chicago draft capital. Um, you mentioned some needs, some needs that they would ideally love to be able to address early. They just don't have the capital now, picking 39 and 48 uh, in their first two picks and then 71, 148, 150 in the fifth mm-hmm. round. Um, you mentioned uh, running back might be an ideal spot to do that. I agree. And then 186 to round that out. So there's not a lot to work with there. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, I, and they. I mean, I, I mentioned right tackle. They also need a center. Um, so maybe they go interior line. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, it's offensively, they need a lot. Defensively, they need a lot, too. They need help up front. They need help at the back end. Um, I think they're pretty good at linebacker, but the rest of their um, the rest of their defense is full of holes. Yeah, and they could uh, they could address center at thirty nine or forty eight, and then they could go uh, you know linebacker or corner or wide mm-hmm. receiver with one of those picks as well. Um, but anything that you're going to get in the forty eight range, wide receiver wise, you're probably going to have to bring along and develop a little bit. Um, and then, in, you know, you're, you're wanting, I think, out of this draft with Chicago, um, you're going to want at least two players that can come in and either provide heavily, heavy rotation or starter minutes for you um, at, at those first two picks. I'm just not sure based yeah. on what they need. I mean, a wide receiver, cornerback, you might be able to find a guy that can come in right away and, and compete if you're 
if you're going to draft right. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that just traded away their um, their best defensive player in Khalil Mack. Um, and and their so, best offensive player in Allen Robinson. Yeah, um, but getting, so getting um, Khalil Mack, uh, it, really that was about jettisoning the salary. Uh, and I mean, yes, there was draft capital acquired, but the, the goal in all of that was to um, get rid of that salary, get through the dead money this year so that a year from now, they have all that draft capital, the young players that they will have acquired this year, um, and they can go um, sign some veterans a year from now. And this is kind of a lost year for them. They need to develop their quarterback and focus on that more than anything. I agree. I, you know, this is, you mentioned the bottom dwellers earlier. <laughs> this is a race for the, the bottom of the division this year, I think, for Green Bay and Chicago. I think they're both. I mean, Chicago, Green, not Green Bay, but uh, Detroit. Detroit, is, yeah. They have a hard time getting to, you know, four or five wins, but so is Chicago. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings, Keith. Uh, Minnesota's always been one of those teams that have been fairly competitive, but have a hard time getting past 10 or 11 wins in a season and, and going any further than that. Is yeah. there how does the roster stack up? They've got the twelfth overall pick. They've got two forty six, three seventy seven, and then uh, six, uh, three sixth round picks. You know to kind of supplement that later on in the draft. Um, they signed Chandon uh, Sullivan as their slot corner, and then Zadarius uh, Smith and Harrison Phillips on the on the line at linebacker. Uh, but I still think they they really do need somebody to pair with Cameron. Denzer uh at cornerback um and possibly a starting center out of this draft yeah I agree um so it is interesting that they they loaded up um defensive line with Phillips and Smith as you said and linebacker with Jordan Hicks they went ahead and committed committed resources to their defense um they did lose their center Mason Cole and that's why I think that um they need to get one um it it, it feels like they are shifting resources from their offense towards their defense which based on last year it's not a bad idea but you can't give up too much offense um and try and stay with every you know stay with the packers at the top of that division um you got to get a cornerback you got to um, get your offensive line and really they need this is a team that needs that needs another wide receiver yeah i didn't even put that down but you're right Wide receiver could, you know, Mason Cole left. Tyler Conklin at tight end left as well. Xavier Words at safety. So those are some things that they probably want to plug some holes on too as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, it's one of those teams where I think they're just kind of stuck. It's when you have kind of a, a quarterback like Cousins that's just outside the top 10 in the NFL, you, you always end up in these like 7 and 10 now to, you know, 10 win seasons. And you seem to be perpetually stuck in that middling ground where you're always, you're not a top 15 team, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting for that, but there's really no way to get, mm -hmm. get beyond that. So, yeah. And then the way that their quarterback situation is, they signed um, cousins to kind of a one year extension in order to just keep him around and all of that. You wonder at what point do they, end up going in another direction and if they have to do that does that signal a rebuild or can they get someone with enough talent to come in and replace him maybe upgrade at quarterback and really turn this roster into 
um, one that's contending? Or do they just keep kicking that can down the road because he's not a bad player by any means? So since your team your team really doesn't have a, a a way a path forward this year this season to get to the playoffs, do they take a chance on a Kenny Pickett or a Malik Willis if he falls to twelve or one of the other quarterbacks maybe in at the that forty second forty sixth pick overall, um, so that they at least have something on the roster that they can kind of try to build with it's possible um this isn't a great quarterback group uh kenny pickett in i mean the vikings play indoors but uh their division rivals don't that would be a really bad combination um you know leave leave kenny pickett to the um you know the saints and and you know the fair weather teams because that's where he his career needs to have him land um Really, for them, I mean, you're looking at at um, Ritter in the second round, or just you've got Cousins, and Cousins is going to be better than any of those guys, even if Cousins isn't a you know blow your doors off kind of quarterback. He's still better than anything in this draft class, so uh, you're probably better off sticking with him. And and, and they just gave him a writing it out. Yeah. yeah, interesting. All right, let's shift our attention to Green Bay. Um, Green Bay basically jettisoned um, Devontae Adams and got rid of his uh, franchise tag and then uh, picked up some draft picks. Now they're picking 22 and 28 overall in the first round, 53 and 59 in the second round, 92 in the third round, five picks overall in the top 100. That's pretty decent for a team that's always pushing to get into the NFC Championship game and, and find a way to the Super Bowl. And and Aaron Rodgers comes back on a what two three year three year deal, yeah. So if, talk about a monster deal. But uh, reality, I mean, what was Aaron Rodgers upset about? Um, it was about having not committing resources to wep- his weapons to the offense besides him. And now you see uh, a bunch of offensive linemen go, including Billy Turner, um, Devontae Adams, his best receiver, is now gone. Um, and they didn't add anyone to replace him. Yeah, they they got rid of uh, Valdez uh, Scantling as well. Yeah, interesting. And and St. Brown, who's he was kind of thought of as being, you know, a potentially a, a nice player, and just didn't work out for them. Yeah, you know, they did improve their defense. I thought with Devondre Campbell coming back versus Sewell Douglas, who they picked off of the Arizona Cardinals practice squad mid mid twenty one, turned out to be a player that player that they really liked fit into their scheme and then re-signed him in the offseason to a contract um they signed um Jaron Reed as well a defensive tackle which I thought was a good value signing uh for them in their middle uh but their needs are clearly at wide receiver <clears throat> and tight end kind of a receiving tight end I think an offensive and, line an offensive depth. line it's it's everywhere on the offense <clears throat> except for um quarterback and running back it's literally yeah. everything else yeah, so. yeah, their corner the corner room looks great with uh, Rasul Douglas and Jerry Alexander. They also have Eric Stokes, mm-hmm. um, and then their safeties are premier. Uh, everything you write, um, they could probably go out and get. I don't know that a little bit of depth on the offensive line. They had some ACL issues with um, their left tackle, their their Pro Bowl left tackle, and then their um, their right tackle. Um, Elgerton Jenkins as well, but they've got, 
you know, Aaron Jones and, and uh, AJ Dillon at running back um, plus Kylan Hill, who was a, a great little running back coming out of the draft last year. Um, I like the team. I like the roster. It just, and they've got room now to improve it. I mean, they have five mm-hmm. picks in the top 100 for already decent team. So at, at 22 and 28, what position groups do you see them targeting? Oh, they've got to go get a go get a wide receiver first and foremost. They've got to go get a playmaker um, because you have to replace Devontae Adams. He was the kind of the glue that made that um, mm-hmm. offense mm-hmm. work. Uh, his ability to to command the attention of the safeties and the cornerback and to did not have anyone like that. Why did they, if they don't have problem. anyone like that and they know it's critical and they're this close already to competing for a Super Bowl and they've got Aaron Rodgers, why did they let him go? Uh, it was just a matter of um, he wanted this massive contract and they weren't in the in a position to give him you know twenty five million a year. So they went ahead and and got resources that they could for him, thinking that they can get younger and uh deeper at the position through the draft so what if um players like chris Olave and james uh jameson williams um Trey, Traylon burks are gone by the time they pick 26 do you see them reaching for a player like johan dotson um, yeah. or is he too undersized for them i think he might be undersized for them but i think just the idea of getting through um that range and not getting a wide receiver is going to be bad. I mean, they might wait around and then try and go for a guy like George Pickens. I was thinking George Pickens might be a player for them. Um, Or the, the um, wide receiver with the best wide receiver name ever sky Moore, um, (laughs) out of Western Michigan. He's a guy that needs a little bit more development time. Um, So I don't really like him to like a a receiving tight end. Maybe. Yeah. Like a Trey McBride or something like that. That is the other option and something that they actually need um, or to wait around and go get Isaiah likely. Who's a, um, yeah. you know, just a pure receiver at, at tight end and a guy with a lot of stretch the field kind of upside and just to give, you know, give Rogers another weapon. Wow. Yeah. So I, I do see them going uh offense a lot in this draft coming up mm-hmm. um just because they they do need to kind of reload there um all right i think that's it i mean i think that's you know i'll be completely honest i'm not a huge nfc north fan like i you know detroit's been down for so long and chicago's struggled for forever and green bay's always at the top and it's hard to root for and uh, Minnesota's always seemingly fighting for the for the middle ground, and they achieve it. <laughs> and yes. so there's really nothing else there uh, to get excited about. I'm just waiting. I, I really am a Dan Campbell fan as far as a head coach, mm-hmm. and I would love to see the Detroit Lions really take a step forward with with their young talent. And if there's any coach that could like get through to young players that they just drafted and kind of make that team exciting again. I think he could do it. And it, it, I'm just kind of rooting for them. Yeah. I really want to see the, I want to see the lions team from a year ago that um, wasn't very talented, but play played really hard and smart football. Most of the time, get some talented players 
So they have guys that can really make a difference for them to go along with the the culture that Dan Campbell seemed to have created yeah. last year. And so they're ready to go in 2023 if they need to draft their franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe they do it. Maybe, and I'm not going to rule this out, Keith. Maybe they've done enough homework and enough research on a guy like Malik Willis where they just pull the trigger. And missing out on a player like Aiden Hutchinson would be something else. But if you're going to have that confidence to go get your guy and you really believe in it, that this is your chance to to get your quarterback and, and this is your pick, I don't think anybody's going to be complaining about Malik Willis long-term. I think he's going to take a little bit of time to develop into an NFL-ready quarterback, though. Yeah, I mean, I I am concerned because I would look at that all of that and I would say, okay, um, look what happened with San Francisco a year ago where they moved up to three and they got that high upside guy that needed development in Trey Lance and then he didn't really play his rookie year. And now they're going into year two. They've already used up a year of that rookie contract. He hasn't worked out any of those, um, you know, rookie mistakes and, and growing pains and all of that. Um, you're going to take Willis and you're going to kind of run into the same issue here. You're going to want to play him sparingly uh, his rookie year. And so then you're kind of using up one of those uh, rookie contract and to do that on a team that just needs help everywhere seems, I don't know. It just seems like Short-sided. it's not good. It seems not good roster building where you could go and, and instead take, some position of need, which is everything, and turn it into a position of strength um, by getting a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, then you don't have to worry about uh, that position going forward. It's one thing that has been solved. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, there's, I mean, strategy-wise, this is going to be a fascinating draft. with with the, with the quarterbacks that are, you know, got second and third round grades that are going to be pressed into the first round just because and um all the other position groups uh the way that it falls some of these guys at the top uh we've seen seattle stay out of the first round forever now now they're in the first round what are they going to do um you've got uh, both the jets the giants and the eagles with multiple picks it, i just see this draft almost as crazy as the free agency uh, and trade market um, craziness that we've seen. It mm-hmm. wouldn't surprise me if there's just a ton of movement all over the place in the first round with teams trying to get out of it because they think they can get better value in the second and third rounds. And then teams that are wanting to get into it because they see premier players sitting there that they value as, as high. Um, so just be, I just think that there's going to be a ton of movement this year. I don't, I don't know. And one, I, I don't think we're done seeing player movement. I mean, there's still talk of, um, you know, receivers like DK Metcalf being moved. You've got a couple defensive ends that are uh, being dangled out there. You could see some additional moves, which would be just crazy. Yeah. Um, and so for that to happen, we could we could have a first round draft order that looks nothing like it currently sits right now. I've I've actually not yet heard Detroit being named as a as a team that would be in the kind of the DK Medcalf, but they certainly have the draft capital to go up and make a deal uh, that would compare True. with the Jets, who are are the most talked about team in this kind of scenario, and some of the other teams. They just have more than anybody else. Well, I mean, the Jets are in a situation where they drafted their quarterback. 
um, in Zach Wilson. That makes and the so most sense, doesn't it? Spending some of that draft capital, because they have a lot of draft capital, but spending some of it um, to go get him a legit bona fide number one receiver um, makes more sense. If you're going to do that with Detroit, right, you're going to go spend three draft picks on a number one receiver when you don't have a quarterback and you've got holes everywhere. Uh, and you're going to have to pay him next year or, or extend him right away. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the answer is, or you could use those three picks on three young players and develop them into a core part of your, part of the core of your team going forward. I think developing those players is much more important than trading for, but there's always one, there's always one Keith, you know, you, you can pretty much say that about every team's philosophy, what you just said, that's the way to do it. That's the way to build. But there's just certain GMs that fall in love with a player mm. and the upside and selling tickets and all other things that kind of go into decision making like that. And there's always somebody that's willing to pull the trigger, you know, and, and go against the grain on, on that traditional thought of, of roster building. Well, true. But I think it all starts with, with the quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, why are you trading for a receiver? That's that's the good question, because that receiver that you're trading for isn't going to get the catches. There's not going to be the highlight reel. There's not going to be the things that's going to get the fans excited other than a name on a roster, because he's not going to get a chance to do as much because you don't have a quarterback. Well, so make that argument for Seattle. Why wouldn't they trade him? They don't have anybody to get him the ball. He's just going to languish. He's wasting away his last year of his, his deal there, and they could take advantage of a hot market and get and that's get some upside. That's, for and that's that's why his name keeps coming up. Um, but I think the Jets are a much more likely uh, landing spot than than Detroit. Although, to be honest, um, Chicago doesn't have the draft capital this year, but maybe after the draft, they go and yeah. and trade it with Seattle um, for next in next year's draft, and they give up a bunch of their draft capital in, in twenty twenty three. And I'm not exactly sure if Seattle would. Um would not take something like that because I think yeah. Seattle secretly, you know, uh, Pete Carroll comes out and says, well, we're going to be competitive. We want to win. Now the reality is I think they want to win next year mm -hmm. and they're building towards next year. And if they could get all the draft capital they could in next year's draft to ensure that they have the overall capital to move anywhere in the draft, they need to, to get their guy, their quarterback of the future. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and honestly, the, the, the team that would make the most sense for him to land with would be green Bay. But as we mentioned during our green Bay section of the show, that why would you trade away Devonte Adams to just turn around and give all those same resources to DK Metcalf? It would just, why didn't you just stick with um, Devonte Adams and roll with that? Um, that doesn't make as much sense to me, but you know, you never know. You never know. It could have been a personality thing. It could have been a whole bunch of different issues. Anyway, cool. Let's get out of here, Keith. Follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I am at Alpstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. You can find us on our website. Find us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, go to that YouTube channel. Subscribe, share with your friends and family, and uh, leave a comment. So until next time, take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at 
PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.